0: everyone, and welcome to Four Years of Faith, a podcast on Catholicism in college. I'm Mary Joy Kozak, and I'm joined by my co-host, Kevin Jackson. What's up, Kevin?
1: Well, MJ, it's a beautiful day here on the hilltop, so naturally I spent my morning in the library working on a paper for my senior seminar in theology, but at least I had a nice window seat to uh, kind of enjoy the
0: sunshine. How are you today? <laughs> I'm doing well, so we're here recording on a Sunday today. So I spent my morning over at the local parish, Holy Trinity, where I'm teaching a fourth grade CCD class. I'm teaching the class with a good friend, so we've had a really great experience over the course of the year. Uh, It's pretty rewarding to watch our kids learn more about our faith. Uh, Plus, it's been pretty, pretty fun for us. Some of the questions and comments we get over the course of the class are really impressive. Nice, that's great to hear. Glad CCD is going well. I'm sure you're learning a
1: thing or two as well. Definitely. So so as always, we like to start our show with a little bit of a check-in, and since we're now very deep into Lent, we thought we'd talk a little bit about our Lenten resolutions. So this deep into Lent, MJ, how are your Lenten practices going?
0: They're going great, you know, except that I eat chocolate every single day. (laughs) Just kidding. I gave up chocolate, so I've been pretty good about it. Um, Actually, the most difficult part, though, is when someone offers you, like, a free cookie or free dessert, and then I realize it has chocolate in it, and so I unfortunately have to turn it down. Um, But I'm still also watching Dynamic Catholic's Best Lent Ever video series, uh, although I have missed a couple that I need to still go back and watch. Um, But I've also read Georgetown and Notre Dame's Daily Lenten Reflections, which I enjoy as a good start off to the day. How about you? Uh, Yeah, you know, Lent's going well, although I've
1: completely changed what I thought my Lenten resolutions were going to be. I decided to switch up my plan and have since, uh, ever since the senior retreat, have been doing the Examine every day as my my Lenten practice. So I feel like it fits my needs right now much better than my original plan, which was to watch Dynamic Catholics videos. Um, But after the senior retreat, as I mentioned, and after doing one of our shows on the Examine, felt like I got a really good new perspective on that prayer and decided to roll with it for the rest of Lent. So it's going well.
0: That's great. And, you know, you mentioned the senior retreat right now, which is a perfect segue in our topic for today, which is on retreats. And as usual, we have a terrific guest joining us today.
1: That's right. We're now thrilled to welcome our guest for this week's show, Michelle Simakowski. Michelle is a Georgetown grad and loved Georgetown so much that she actually never left. <laughs> She serves as the Catholic chaplain for spiritual formation and is also a residential minister for off-campus students. We're so excited that she's taken time to be with us today. Michelle, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm
2: great, Kevin and MJ. Thank you so
1: much. It's such
2: a privilege to be with you both. And um, also, just congratulations on this wonderful
0: podcast. It's so inspiring, and it's just really exciting to be here. So thank you so much. Again, thanks so much for being here. We're really excited for our conversation and as Kevin mentioned, you serve in a variety of roles here on campus. Uh, you know, Kevin and I are quite familiar with all that you do, but for our listeners who may not know you as well, would you mind giving us a quick background of yourself and what you do here at Georgetown? Sure, MJ. Um, I'd be
2: delighted to. So. I've been rooting for the Hoyas since 1980, uh, so well before most of you were born. Um, my brother went to school here at Georgetown, and so literally he was here when Patrick Ewing took the Hoyas to the NCAA and won the championship. Uh, so you know what it's like to be a, uh, yes, a fan I do, of I do. Team. Yes, I do. And in my heart, they're all winners, Kevin. <laughs> they're still winning. Um, so yes, so I've been literally rooting for the Hoyas since I was a little girl, and it was always my dream to come to Georgetown. Georgetown. Um, so when I got in as a freshman I was thrilled um, and so I came to Georgetown in uh, 1988. Darnell Hall, for any of you out there who might have been part of Darnell, a little shout out to you. And then I graduated in 1992. Uh, so after graduation I started working for Georgetown in August of 92, 1992 and have been here ever since. Um, if that tells you anything about what I feel about Georgetown, it's. Um, but truly, it's never. It's never dull. It's always exciting. I always feel like I'm learning something new and meeting wonderful people every day, um, and working with great people every day. So it's really, really a privilege. And what I do, I've been in campus ministry now for 11 years. Um, And I help run the Catholic retreat program, which is an absolute joy. And I also run a six week uh, retreat in in daily life, which I know both of you know well, having participated in that as well. So that's a little bit about what I do here.
1: Great, well Michelle, we're so glad to have you here at Georgetown. I know MJ and I, Feel that uh, you bring so much to our community that we're thankful for, and many others feel that way as well. So again, mm-hmm. thanks for thanks for being here today.
2: Thank you, Kevin.
1: So, as MJ mentioned, our topic of conversation today is on retreats, mm-hmm. and specifically, we want to focus on Catholic retreats.
0: So that being said, retreats here are in the Ignatian tradition. So, would you mind explaining a little bit more about what that means and how that impacts the retreat? Sure, of course. So, of course, Saint Ignatius of Loyola, the founder of the Society of Jesus, otherwise
2: known as the Jesuits, um, one of the greatest gifts that he gave the world was what are known as the spiritual exercises which um, just like we have physical exercise and go to the gym and go running or go biking or go swimming um, the spiritual exercise is taking intentional time to uh, either read scripture or pray and examine or um basically is time with God to deepen a personal relationship with God and Ignatius gave that that the spiritual exercises to the world as a a, really a gift to the world and unless you experience it you might not realize what an incredible gift it is and it's an opportunity for a lifelong um, ongoing formation and experiences of this kind of prayer so in the Ignatian tradition, when we say our retreats are in the Ignatian tradition, it means simply that we are sharing the spirituality of St. Ignatius, uh, which is part of this great gift that Ignatius gave us. And what that looks like in actuality, well, we share the examine, which is a very, what Kevin said earlier, is now his Lenten practice, Um, but we share the examine in a way that um, I think is very, very practical and reasonable and is not it's not scary you know sometimes people feel like oh my gosh I'm not doing it right or I have to do it this way and and we try to share it in a way that we share from our personal experiences you know we have chaplains and faculty members or who who were on our retreats who can share for their own personal experiences of their prayer life um, so we share the examine and we also share what's called Ignatian contemplation and Ignatian meditation, which are two particular forms of Ignatian prayer where we use scripture to help um, deepen our relationship with God and with Jesus. So these are t- there's a variety of different ways that um, we share the spirituality of St. Ignatius. And it honestly it really comes alive. But hearing me talk about it and actually experiencing it are two different things. So it's I, I, I like to hear my voice, but not everybody does. <laughs> and I can guarantee you that the experience of the spirituality is really life giving.
1: Yeah, I really like that, Michelle. One of the things that you mentioned, I think especially as you were referencing spiritual exercises being like physical exercises, both of those things take time. Yes. And Carving out time to just be, whether it be for physical exercise, be at the gym, go Mm -hmm. exercise, go for a run. But also, in the spiritual sense, carving out time just to be with God. And I think retreats are such a great way to do that. There's such an intentionally carved out time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Could you say a little bit more about just that time for silence and the mm-hmm. time that mm-hmm. you just kind of get to spend this carefree time almost with God on, absolutely. on retreats?
2: Absolutely. So absolutely. We, the, we intentionally have time on the retreats for silence and um, it's usually on Saturday morning and Sunday morning. Uh, we give students anywhere between a half an hour and a full hour for time on their own um, and that's what I'll put it this way just as an example Kevin when students came back from the most recent senior retreat the La retreat, retreat um, one student shared with me she was beaming when she told me this that praying with Scripture um, in silent prayer was the first time that she had done that, and it was sort of like a breakthrough for her in her own relationship with God and the way that she felt that God was speaking to her in that intentional time. Um, Back on campus, we all know the culture of busyness that's here at Georgetown, and we fill our days with so much that it's, unless we make that intentional time for silent prayer, it's, it can be really challenging. And sometimes then when God might be trying to speak to us in a variety of different ways, whether it be through scripture or through the breezes that will come through the, through the leaves on the trees, if God may be really, really, really trying to reach out to us. And if we are totally distracted with the noises of the day, um, it's, it's hard for God to get through to us. So we want to make sure that on retreat, students can totally unplug, put their phones away, and just open up that space for God to really connect with them and them connect with God. And it's really, it's just powerful and beautiful. And it's, it's an age-old tradition, you know, this, this sense of silent prayer, um, spending time with scripture, with God, talking to Jesus, journaling about the experience afterwards and then ultimately if students want to in the context of the small groups then they can share about particular experiences that they're having on the retreat.
0: I couldn't agree with that more. I think to your point about just Having the time in silent prayer, I think that's super important. And I think the other thing that's neat as well is just having in general unstructured time where yeah. whether it be in prayer or whether it be any activity that we do, mm-hmm. you know, we don't need to be looking at our phones to see what time it is, to see what we're missing. I love retreats just because, you know, Michelle, you'll tell us where we need to go. We don't that's need right. to think about the next thing we can really live in the present moment. Right. So one of the things you mentioned was small groups. Mm -hmm. So Kevin and I are both pretty familiar with small groups because we coordinate Catholic faith communities, which is a small faith sharing group back on campus. Mm -hmm. Um, But they meet throughout the semester, so it's different on a retreat. But I guess the question is, for a retreat, why do you think it's so valuable and critical um, to have small groups as part of the retreat experience? Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I think it goes back to that point. That's that. There's this culture of busyness on campus, which um, often makes it difficult to have um, deeper conversations. You know, there can be an element of superficiality. Not that that's a bad thing necessarily in and of itself, um, but sometimes I find that students really crave the deeper conversations, and um, the relationships with friends can deepen, and. So I hear from students that it's very, very difficult to have those spaces on campus where you're having those deeper conversations and sharing what's going on in your life in a way that you really want to and need to, and that's healthy to do. So we certainly have those opportunities on retreats. Another thing that happens, um, which I just find to be beautiful, is when students get in those small groups and start to share what's going on at a deeper level, they realize they're not alone you know, especially, you know, if they're feeling homesick freshman year, or they're going through a relationship issue, or, you know, they're really struggling with their pre-med classes and are questioning whether or not they should become an English major because they love literature. You know, all the various questions that come up, they realize, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. Your story is so similar to mine, and that also develops a, a sense of belonging and, a Real sense of community and deeper relationships. So the small groups are really important um, on on the retreats, and then a lot of times students come off retreats and want to enter into the Catholic faith communities because they crave that kind of small faith sharing experience.
1: One of the things you mentioned there that I think is particularly interesting is no one goes through their day at Georgetown thinking, "Oh, I really want my relationships to be superficial today." <laughs> it's just it that's just the default. So Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times retreats are a good way for people to realize that. I know that when I went on the senior retreat just a few weeks ago, I didn't necessarily think that my relationships back on campus were bad, but Mm -hmm. I was able to explore new ways, especially through small groups, Mm -hmm. where I could grow even deeper than I already was in those relationships. And I think, again, going back to that, Just time to be present on retreats. That's That's so key.
2: That's right. So, yeah, so a couple years ago, a senior who had gone on the senior retreat said that the small groups. Showed him that his impressions of different people were actually quite different than what, what the reality was. Because in that small group context, people don't have to be superficial. They can just sort of let their guard down and just be who they are, let the questions arise. And that also was just really, really eye opening and inspiring for him.
0: I think the other thing off that, number one, is the fact that people who choose to go on the retreats, most of the time, they really want to be there. Yeah. And I think you can tell that when you you meet in a small group and have these conversations that you're with people who are open and really wanna share. Whether they've been on a retreat or not, mm-hmm. uh, they took a leap of faith in coming on it. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing that's really neat about this small group, and I've personally seen from experience, is the fact that when you come back on campus, those relationships are still there. That's right. You know, my small group, uh, when I led the freshman retreat um, my junior year, we still get together often mm-hmm. and catch up and I see them around campus. And I think it's neat to have that experience over at the retreat center, but then also bring that relationship um, and those conversations back to campus with us. So that's, right. that's been one of the most fulfilling parts, I think, honestly, of, of college is building yeah. out those relationships.
1: Well, MJ, one of the things you mentioned is that transition back to campus, and I think that's such an interesting topic to think about because you go on a retreat, you've had such a great experience, but also a very intentional experience mm-hmm. of time with God, with classmates, and then all of a sudden it just ends. Mm-hmm. So, Michelle, I think uh, one question that people have regarding retreats is how do you carry on what you've mm-hmm. experienced, what you've learned on a retreat, take that with you back to campus, which is just a much different setting. Right.
2: Right. Absolutely, Kevin. So a couple things. Um, number one, I o- always have a kind of a closing conversation on the Sunday afternoon when we're heading back to campus on the retreat. And I always tell students, you know, what you've experienced here this weekend is real mm-hmm. and so remember the graces from the retreat and remember that God was speaking with you and your experiences are real and I encourage students to go back to their journals and reread entries from the journals from the retreat um, so that's number one to remember the graces from the retreat and to savor the graces Uh, Number two, I encourage students to continue, especially the leaders, to continue to get together in um, those small groups and uh, continue to develop and deepen those friendships. We also have reunions after the retreat, so we bring people together again and um, often one of the leaders will give a a, a talk about how to continue your faith back on campus and it's it's you know one of the beauties of ignatian spirituality is that it's a very practical spirituality it's not a spirituality to to be in a cave or a monastery and not be in the world it's just the opposite it's a spirituality that's lived that's why we use the phrase contemplatives in action you have but you have to do both have that time of contemplation ideally every day that intentional time with god and then let that contemplation that time with God inform the activities of your day and vice versa the activities of your day inform your time with God so ultimately ideal hopefully we're developing on these retreats habits of prayer and habits of um, these experiences of, with God so that students then come back to campus saying okay yes I can spend five minutes a day or 10 minutes a
0: day or 15 minutes a day with God and
2: allow that that to really fill me
0: up so we've talked a little bit about Georgetown has a culture that's sometimes stressful and mm-hmm. you know generally quite busy for students. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we've talked about and you know from our experience, we know that retreats are quite the opposite. So why do you think retreats are especially valuable here at Georgetown and mm-hmm. for students here?
2: Right, so I remember that video a couple years ago, Sleep While You're Dead. I don't know if that's still <laughs> a thing, um, but I do remember that Georgetown students had made that video so that culture of busyness is real. Um, I think that students, well I think that retreats are so necessary basically as an antidote to that culture of busyness. Um, It's critical to unplug, to pray, to reflect, journal, and basically get back to the basics of spending quality time with friends and family and God um, without that strong foundation of uh, relationships that are healthy and including your relationship with God um, it's easy to kind of fall I don't know get off track and mm-hmm. be more stressed you know Jesus says over and over again in the, in the scriptures don't be anxious come follow me and hang out with me well that's the that's the invitation so my hope is that we, we continue to say yes and when we fall short of that just keep going back and keep going back yes everyone is busy And yes, there's always going to be something else on a weekend that one could go on a retreat. So the question is, what are you going to choose? You know, and that's the, that's the the Magis question. What's the more? You know, it's, it's, should I stay here and go to these events? Or, you know, or should I go away on a retreat? And what's basically, what does one feel drawn to? What's, what's, what's more important? And I'm not suggesting The retreat is more important than doing X, Y, or Z on campus. It really is is an individual decision. But yeah, the the bottom line is the culture of busyness is real, and retreats, I think, are a good antidote. And living a life of um, spirituality is also a really important antidote, not only for ourselves, but also as um, witnesses for
1: others. I remember just last week, after having a great experience on the senior retreat, I was kind of having a really busy day mm-hmm. and going between classes and papers and and kind of facing this decision earlier in my day of, well, am I going to pray or am I just going to kind of get on with my day? And I think the realization that I had in that moment, which is kind of the spirit of these retreats and, you know, as you said, getting back to the basics, the realization was, if God's not involved, why am I doing all this? Mm-hmm. What's, what's, why does it matter if I'm mm-hmm. not inviting God to be in my day walking with me through that so um, you know that time of prayer was is that time to reconnect with God mm-hmm. and say God I want you to be in my life today so mm-hmm. the retreats at least for me have definitely helped me kind of recapture that yeah. basic spirit of uh, of what our faith is, try- is all about
0: and I think going off that too just a sense of peace I know when I've come back from a retreat especially the, re- the most recent was the senior retreat just this peace I felt that entire week coming back, even though I had lots to do mm-hmm. and you know this and that and the other thing, uh, the peace that I felt on the retreat translated back to campus, and it was just this sense of yeah I think Kevin as you said it just this you know understanding of like really who I am and like a deep sense um, that I think the retreat helped me you know remind myself um, and really having that time and space to think and pray uh, was really really helpful.
2: Exactly, and and MJ, as you say, that I keep thinking to, you know, what's the the experience. There's only so much you can read about or, you know, listen to somebody talking on a podcast versus to experience it yourself. There's nothing like experiencing that sense of peace after coming back from a retreat.
0: Well, and the point that I wanted to go off that, I completely agree with that, Michelle. Is it's really about the experience. That's right. It's not about anything you or I could. Tell people what it's like, you just have to trust. And right. like you said, I've, I have yet to meet someone who I've talked about going on a retreat for and that they've regretted going. I think right. everyone I've talked to has truly loved the retreat programs here.
2: And everyone's experience is their experience, their unique experience. And I always say to students, we meet you where you are, and God meets you where you are. I mean, everyone's experience is unique to them, to what they may need at that particular time in their life. And um, so I also encourage students to be careful about expectations, is kind of go into a retreat with just an open heart and open mind and just see what happens.
0: So Michelle, we like to end usually with some kind of fun question. Mm -hmm. And so we know that you're a residential minister and your food that you give out every week to your residents are milkshakes, milkshakes with Michelle. Mm -hmm. So the question for us is, what is your favorite milkshake to make? Uh, Party in your mouth.
2: (laughs) This was something that um, someone very close to me developed uh, years ago. Um, It's called Party in Your Mouth and it's a vanilla with Oreo cookies, chocolate sauce, caramel sauce, all mixed together. And then whipped cream on top with M&Ms and chocolate syrup drizzled over it.
0: Wow, it's that called, sounds amazing. Yes, it is. It's <laughs> called oh Party
2: in Your Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it so, doesn't help that I gave up chocolate for Lynn. <laughs> you could have one in Easter. I, will. MJ, I and will. The Easter season is nice and long, so you can hey, have and one it's every Sunday, day. So,
1: too bad <laughs> Michelle doesn't do milkshakes on Sundays. That's so, right. <laughs> that's
2: right. So, it's just an absolute It's joy to spend this time with you. Thank you so much for uh, the conversation. and for being part of our retreat programs and Catholic ministry. It's been a blast. Of
1: course. Thank you, yeah. Michelle, so much for your time. This this is always fun for MJ and I. We get to have great conversations and uh, we're grateful for your time
0: absolutely absolutely yeah and I think you, you totally hit the nail on the head The retreats are a great program here as is all of Catholic Munition, I think for myself and I think Kevin too the retreats program have been part of the reason that we've gotten so involved with mm-hmm. Catholic mm-hmm. So wonderful. it's been a great experience
2: wonderful a great experience for me too so
1: <laughs> great thank you so much for thank you Kevin and MJ Thank you, Michelle, and thank you for listening to Four Years of Faith, a podcast on Catholicism in college. I'm Kevin Jackson. And I'm Mary Joy Kozak. We'll see you next time.